Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. God family, I'm just excited today. I'm excited. We're continuing in our series, Let It Rain. We're continuing in our series today, and we're actually going back to the book of Matthew. Back to the book of Matthew. We're going to be looking at verse Five today, or chapter five, I should say. Looking at chapter five today in the book of Matthew, we're still looking at the text here in the um, in in the Sermon on the Mount, the Sermon on the Mount. So we're still there. We're looking at Matthew chapter five. We're going to begin at verse forty-three today. Matthew five and forty-three, and here the Word of God reads. It says, "Ye have heard that in." It, it, that it hath been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he hath make for he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? And if ye salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect, is perfect. Today we're speaking from the subject, He sends the rain. He sends the rain. He sends the rain. Listen, as we look at our text, we're still again in Matthew's account of the Sermon on the Mount. And in this particular teaching, Jesus challenges every believer. He challenges every believer. Look back with me at verse 44. In fact, let's go back to 43. Let's start at 43. Again, it says, Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Uh, listen, we, we got to put this in perspective, okay? So to put this scripture in perspective, we must remember who is speaking. If you have a red letter version of the Bible, of course, you'll see that this text is in red. So we've got to remember that this is Jesus who's speaking. Jesus, the one who came to be the peacemaker, the one who came to be the reconciler, the one who loved us even when we were his enemy, commands us to love our enemies. Should we be shocked by this? <laughs> Jesus himself who loved us while we were yet enemies, he wants us to do the very same. He wants us to love our enemies, love our enemies. Now, if most of us are honest, and we can be real with you, it's just between you and me, between you and me. 
we can be real. If most of us were to be honest, if, if we know that someone genuinely hates us, we, we immediately desire to do what? Return the favor. <laughs> we want to return the favor. They hate us, we want to hate them. <laughs> that, that, that's the way our flesh reacts. That's the way our, our flesh responds. You see, our culture teaches us to like those who like us and to not like those who don't like us. Listen, our political affiliations teach us to like those who believe what we believe and to not like those who believe what we don't believe. Listen, we, we, we like those who are similar to us, look like us, and typically don't like those that don't look like us. Though those that are dissimilar to us, we typically don't like. Our culture inspires that, even encourages it. But I, I want you to understand, here Jesus tells us to not just like them, but to love them. He says, I don't want you just to like them. I want you to love them. Love them. Love them. You, you see, you, you have to understand this. We've got to, we, we must note something very important here. We've got to make a note of something very important here. You see, this is not a request or a suggestion. Jesus isn't saying, well, you know what? When it's convenient for you, I want you to love your enemy. He's not saying, you know what? When everybody else is acting right and, and you're feeling real good about yourself, go ahead and love your enemy. He's not saying, listen, when everything feels like it should, and when you look at that joker, he doesn't make you feel a certain way, go ahead and love him then. You can love him then. No, that's not what Jesus is saying at all. Jesus is commanding us, commanding us to love our enemies, to love our enemies. I need somebody to type in chat. It's a commandment. It's a commandment. Now, listen, I need you to hang with me here. I know some of you are saying, oh, wait a minute, Pastor. I don't know if I can do this now. I, I may have to come back on the backside. No, no, no. You need to stay right there. Stay right there. See it all the way through. We, we, we're going to keep uh, keep going because there's something you're going to glean. There's something you're going to glean. Go ahead and type it. I know some of you say, Pastor, I don't know. Something wrong with my computer. I'm, I'm trying, but the, the, the letters are coming up. No, no. Go ahead. Type it. Type it. It's a commandment. It's a commandment. He says, love. Love your enemies. Love your enemies. Listen, as Christians, we are given the duty to love our enemies. As Christians, we're given the duty to love our enemies. Not just the duty, it's our responsibility to do this. Our responsibility to love our enemies. Now, you know, I always believe in teaching in, in, in balance, okay? So, so let's look at this. Now, now this doesn't mean that we're supposed to embrace those who are wicked, okay? Doesn't mean that. Doesn't mean you're supposed to walk in, in confidence with those that are deceitful. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that. Listen, you can't, you can't trust them. So, so he doesn't, Jesus isn't wanting you to walk in confidence with them and all of that. No, that's not what he's saying here. But he also doesn't want us to love everyone alike either. Don't love everyone alike either. In other words, he's not telling you to look at your enemy and then treat them like your spouse that just prepared your dinner after a long, hard day. 
That's not what he's saying here. That's, that's not what he's saying here. What he wants us to understand, he wants us to know that we can pay respect to them as a human being. We can pay respect to them as a human being, even showing kindness while being amiable, while professing our faith and even having compassion towards them, compassion towards them. He said, you can do that. I want you to love them. I want you to love them because you can do that. You can do that. Now watch this. You do not render evil for evil in any matter, in any matter. You do not render evil for evil. But learn to be courteous, even friendly when people speak meanly or rudely to you or about you or about you. Listen, can I tell you one of my greatest teachers of this principle? One of my greatest teachers of this principle is First Lady Glaretta. Years ago, when we first got married. We would go certain places and there would be people and, and, and they just walk by and act a certain way. And she said, excuse me one second, sweetheart. And she'd go over there. And I'm like, what are you doing? She'd go over there and, and then speak to them kindly, uh, have a nice conversation with them, and even embrace them. And, 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 the, and they're looking at her confused. And I'm looking, I'm, I'm like, I'm confused too. I'm trying to understand. But she, and she would come back. And I'm like, babe, they, they, they're going to go back and, and they're they going to stun you. What in the world? But she was like, no, uh -uh, I, I can't do that. I can't act just because they're acting that way. I can't act that way. You see, what she was saying and what I learned from that experience, what I've learned from her is that she's saying that, listen, I've got to respond to God and not to them. I understand how they're acting, how they reflect, how they're, they're displaying themselves and all of that kind of stuff. But when I feel God touch me and say, no, you go speak to them. You go share my love with them. You go encourage them. You go do those things. I've got to be obedient to God and not listen to my flesh. I can't look at their foolishness and their foolish ways of acting and their idiotic behavior. And I'm not going to stoop down to their level, but I'm going to rise up and respond to God. Oh, I had to learn that lesson. I had to learn that lesson. It was a wonderful thing. I, I, and she's always, she lived her life that way. She's lived her life that way. All of the years we've been married. And so I, I learned the lesson. I learned the lesson. It's something that we must do. We must be able to be courteous, friendly, even when they're being rude. Even when they're being rude, show the love of God. Show the love of God. Listen, find the positive and speak towards that. You say, well, Pastor, what am I going to say to that fool? Find the positive and speak towards that. Listen, I don't care if it's just their hat. <laughs> That's an awesome hat you got. That's an awesome hat you got. You know what? I'm telling you, I, I love it. It's inspirational. It inspires me. It's great. And they look at, oh, oh okay, oh, thank you. And you say, yeah, no, you keep, but you encourage them. You keep doing it. Find something positive, something positive. And you speak towards the positive. Speak towards the positive. Listen, you have to choose to be positive. You have to choose to be positive. Listen, you don't have to choose to be negative. It just flows out of us. <laughs> it just re responds. It, it just reacts. You, you just, it's just like if some, you, somebody hits your charley bone in your, in your elbow. You're, oh, man, oh, that, that's smart. Yeah, you, you, it's just a reflex, a reflex. Listen, when they're tapping your knee at the doctor's office with a little hammer, they tap your knee and your knee start moving. It's a reflex. Sometimes you, you don't have to be, to be negative. It's a reflex sometimes. You don't have to, nobody has to tell you to do that. <laughs> but sometimes you have to go beyond that reflex and you have to choose positivity. You have to choose to be positive even when others around you are being negative. 
Choose to do that. Choose to be that way. You have to choose it. You have to choose it. Listen, let me help you out here. Let me help you even more. First Peter, first Peter chapter three and verse nine. It says this, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this. Let me pause and let me repeat that. Knowing that you were called to this, watch this, that you may inherit a blessing, that you may inherit a blessing. Do you see this? Do you see this? You and I have been called to this. We've been called to this. You've been called to be able to love people even when they're unlovable, to love your enemies and not just love them any kind of way. You're supposed to give them a blessing. Why? So you can inherit a blessing. So you can inherit a blessing. There's a blessing that Jesus has left for you, has left for you. And you as the testee are supposed to receive this blessing from the testor. And he has given it unto you so that you can receive it. But there's something that you've got to be able to do first. What is that? You've got to be able to love your enemies. Love them. Love them anyway. Love them not because they deserve it. Love them not because they've earned it, but you're doing it because the Father wants you to do so. He hath commanded it, and there's a blessing on the other side. Listen, I almost paused not to even mention the blessing. I almost want to just leave that part of the scripture out. I said, let me just read A and B, and we're going to leave C off. But no, I wanted to read the whole thing so that you understand that, yes, there is something that God has for you when you're willing and able to follow his, his uh, commandment, be obedient, and be a blessing to those even while they're your enemies. Even then, still, still do it. There's something he has for you on the other side, but he wants you to be able to bless them, to bless them. So listen, so, so while you're trying to, to give folks a piece of your mind and say what you want to say, you're actually cutting off the blessing that you're called to inherit. Let's let that sink in for a moment. Here it is. God has something for you and he simply wants you to move beyond your flesh. The blessing cannot affect your flesh. It affects your spirit. That's why when we look at the blessing, many of us think about, we always thinking about, about uh, financial things and, ta and, and, and tangible things, carnal things. But I want you to understand that this blessing that he has is so much more. This blessing gives you peace. It gives you joy amid every storm, amid every problem to help you get through it. And as you get through it, he'll bring you to a place of deliverance. And people will look at you and say, how in the world did you get through this? It was a blessing of God. How did he bless? Why did he bless you like that? Because I learned to love those that nobody else could love. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.